So this year I've been working through the uh, prayers of Israel that we find in the book of Psalms. And Psalms guide us in our prayer life, mindful of the fact that our prayer life is a conversation with God, and that in that conversation we have the ability to share lament, or words of praise, or words of thanksgiving, words of petition. And what we're doing in each one of these places is we are bringing our hearts before God. And today we are in Psalm 16, and the the psalmist reflects upon his great praise and gratitude for what God simply has done for him. But there is also a very present theme in this of how God's presence is always with the psalmist. So with that in mind, let us hear from Psalm 16. Protect me, O God, for in you I take refuge. I say to the Lord, you are my God, I have no good apart from you. As for the holy ones in the land, they are the noble, in whom is all my delight. Those who choose another god multiply their sorrows. Their drink offerings of blood I will not pour out or take their names upon my lips. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I have a goodly heritage. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel, and the night also my heart instructs me. I keep the Lord always before me, because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Therefore my heart is glad and my soul rejoices. My body also rests secure. For you do not give me up to Sheol, or let your faithful ones see the pit. You show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. In your right hand are pleasures forevermore. And then a reading from the book of Philippians. Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Do not worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, beloved, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, If there is any excellence, and if there is anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Keep on doing the things that you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, and the God of peace will be with you. Rejoice in the Lord greatly, that now at last you have received your concern for me. Indeed, you were concerned for me, but had no opportunity to show it. Not that I'm referring to being in need, for I have learned to be content with whatever I have. I know what it is to have little, and I know what it is to have plenty. In any and all circumstances, I have learned the secret of being fed and of going hungry, of having plenty and of being in need. I can do all things through him who strengthens me. Friends, this is the word of our Lord. Thanks be to God. I have a college friend who moved to Maine many years ago to be closer to his son, And he's a community man and immediately joined the volunteer fire department and took a job with a bank. And he rented an apartment above a store, and one day a call came through that there was a fire. And to his shock, that fire was at his apartment. An electrical issue created a spark, and the entire apartment was lost in the blaze. Everything he owned was gone in a moment's time. Imagine being in a place where you wake up one morning and life seems to be going very well, and by night every earthly possession that you have is gone. 
All that is left are the clothes that you wore out of your house that morning and your car. Each one of us would be thankful if we never have to live through a devastating loss like this. It's likely that you and I will never be tested to such extremes, stripped of all that we hold dear and left to ourselves. But to wonder about such an experience is to wonder about what our experience might be as we consider God's presence in our lives. It would be our hope that if somehow we were left completely to ourselves, that we would draw upon the sustaining presence of God. And I suspect that most of us would hope that we would. But it's a curious question, isn't it? How do we draw on the sustaining presence of God in our lives, and maybe especially so when difficulty enters our lives? Of course, most of us have been taught since we were children that the presence of God is not some kind of genie inside of a magic bottle, that God doesn't just pop out and answer our questions with whatever we wish, But rather, the presence of God is a reality embedded into every moment of our life. God is in every moment of your time and of my time. It's what we sing about when we sing Christmas carols. We rejoice with the shepherds and the wise men, and we see that God has entered into flesh, into human time. Or maybe to say it even more accurately, we are reminded at Christmas that God has always been in every moment of time. It's what we sing about. It's what we tell ourselves. And it's most certainly what the psalmist tells himself when he writes and he sings and he prays. The Lord is my chosen portion and my cup. You hold my lot. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I keep the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. You, Lord, show me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand there are pleasures forevermore. The Lord is my portion. These are words from a person who is aiming to claim the the sufficiency and the presence of God, who somehow is able to see that no matter what the time, no matter what the place, no matter what the circumstance, there is this never-ending presence of God, that though everything else might be stripped away, there remains a sufficient portion of the presence of God, that God inhabits every moment and every place. And if God is my chosen portion, then how can I be satisfied with anything else? Think about that means for your life. Imagine what it means to have the presence of God in every moment of your life. Imagine that you don't have to conjure up the holy in order to find God present. That, it's not, that life is not some kind of a scavenger hunt to try to find God. Life isn't a game of hide and seek. Life is, to borrow the phrase from, the brother, from Brother Lawrence, it is the practicing of the presence of God. Life is the practicing of the presence of God. God is present in every moment. You know, it's strange how sometimes we read the Bible or we look at the past and the history of maybe our world. We somehow convince ourselves that God was more present in other times. Amy Diller puts it this way, The absolute is available to everyone in every age. 
There was never a more holy age than ours. There is no less holiness at this time than there was on the day that the Red Sea parted, or in the 30th year when the heavens opened and Ezekiel saw visions of God. There is no less might in heaven or on earth than there was the day that Jesus said, Arise to the centurion's daughter, or the day that Peter walked on water. In any instance, she writes, the sacred might wipe you with his finger. Don't you wonder about all of that when the Apostle Paul says, sits down to pen his letter to the Philippians? Paul is writing this letter, of course, from a prison cell. He writes from a place where he's locked up and isolated. And it's not the first time that Paul's been bound before. He's been in prison cells before. He's lost his freedom before. And it's likely as he writes to the Philippians, he remembers that cell in which he was thrown into with Silas. And after they had been beaten, after they were shackled, after they were going nowhere, Luke tells us that come midnight, Paul and Silas were singing and they were praying. And we know enough to know that when the New Testament figures prayed and sang hymns, they were likely praying and singing psalms. Maybe they were praying that the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He prepares a table before my enemies. Or maybe God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Maybe they prayed, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Or maybe they turned to this psalm, Psalm 16, and said, The Lord is my chosen portion. In your presence there is fullness of joy. Even in the boundary lines of a prison cell, even in those places, they are pleasant places. It explains why Paul, writing from prison, can say, Rejoice in the Lord again. I say rejoice. Your gentleness be known to everyone. The Lord is near. Don't worry about anything, but in everything, by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is pleasing, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent. If there's anything worthy of praise, think of those things. Think about those things. Think of God's presence in every moment of your life. So the question for you this morning is, where is God for you? Is God in your heart and mind? And if God is in your heart and mind, then God is wherever your heart and mind might be. Many of you have heard of the prayer called St. Patrick's Breastplate. It's a trained awareness of the presence of God in every moment. The Trinity not being some philosophical work or some biblical category, but it's a deeply personal presence in every moment of time. We're surrounded and filled with God Father, Son, Holy Spirit, Creator, Redeemer, Sustainer. And that presence of God is just as real today as it was in those cries of Bethlehem. 
which became for St. Patrick a prayer. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ in me. Christ beneath me. Christ above me. Christ on my right. Christ on my left. Christ when I lie down. Christ when I sit down. Christ when I rise. Christ in the hearts of everyone who thinks of me. Christ in the mouth of everyone who speaks of me. Christ in the eyes of everyone who sees me. Christ in the ear of everyone who hears me. My Lord, my God, Jesus is everywhere that I go. There is no place that I can go that I will escape the presence of God. Dietrich Bonhoeffer, as he sat in his own cell put there by the Nazis for resistance to Hitler, wrote to a friend of his and said, God must be recognized at the center of life now. Not only when we are at the end of our resources, it's God's will to be recognized now. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ within me. A few years back, I went to the Pittsburgh Project and I got to meet a remarkable young woman who was my co-leader for that senior high trip. Her name is Clementine and she has not had an easy life. She is presently recovering from a terrible auto accident which almost took her life. As a child, she was a refugee from Rwanda. She had witnessed several members of her family executed in the Civil War. She had every reason to carry a grudge and to be angry, but if you were to talk with her, she is the happiest, most loving, faithful person who gives God praise all the time. Her attitude is always positive. She sees God in every moment. She was released from the hospital on Friday after being in for two months recovering. And even in her recent Facebook update on her medical condition, she's wearing this halo around her head to keep everything in place so she can have the best chance of recovery of fusing the broken vertebrae in her neck. And in this video, she's asking for invitations to places that she can go and be pictured with this halo on. And when I talk to her, I feel like I am walking on holy ground. Christ with me. Christ before me. Christ behind me. Christ within me. Is Christ at the center of your life? No less holiness here than in the parting of the Red Sea. The Lord is her portion. You know, the boundary lines have fallen in pleasant places, haven't they? Where have the boundary lines fallen for you? Is that just a prayer of a lucky man, or is it the prayer for us? Have you ever thought about how fortunate that you are, that how many things have gone well in your life? God has drawn the boundary lines in pleasant places. It's the way God works. God creates those pleasant places. Beauty is where God is. In your presence, O God, there is fullness of joy. In your right hand, there are pleasures forevermore. Christ is with us. Christ is before us. Christ is within us. Amen.